Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. The first nurses' strike of 2023 is underway as NHS staff across the country take a stand for 48 hours in their ongoing disputes with the government about pay. Royal College of Nursing members are walking out of 55 hospital trusts across England, including London, and have announced two more strikes on February the 6th and 7th. Over 300,000 nurses have taken part in this ballot. That's a really significant mandate. So it's now over to the government to grasp the nettle and try and resolve this dispute for our nurses so that they can continue to work in the NHS and not leave um, in, the, in the hundreds that they are doing every single month. That was RCN Chief Executive Pat Cullen speaking on BBC Breakfast. The union has been calling for a pay rise of 5% above inflation, which was at 7.5% when it submitted the figure to the independent pay review body in March, but it has said it will accept a lower offer. The health service is likely to run a bank holiday-style service in many areas. Downing Street has condemned the significant disruption the widespread strikes will cause and has held firm on issuing a pay rise so far. MPs have also voted for government plans to enforce minimum service levels during public sector strikes, which will now be examined by a committee. Joining me now is Natalie Brooks, a Norfolk-based nurse and RCN union member who works in emergency care and practice development. So, Natalie, there are strikes today and tomorrow, the latest strikes being undertaken by nurses, then further strikes to come next month if no progress is made in talks. First of all, how do you feel about this strike action? So this strike is really quite difficult and scary because it's not something I ever thought I would have to do, but it's what I've got to do to keep my patients safe and to have my profession valued. So, yeah, it's quite nerve-wracking, but we've been left with no choice. So that's where we are currently. And what's personally forced you into a position where you feel like strike action is necessary? So for me, it's seeing the pressure and the strain on my colleagues. I've had colleagues arrive at shift in tears, go home in tears. I've got colleagues that are using food banks. For me personally, I've had to take up a second job because financially it's not working for me. So it's just it's just the strain on everybody and myself. And obviously the stress is in the job, the main job for you and your colleagues, as you're saying, in the NHS. 
can you just sort of talk us through really what does a typical shift look like what has it looked like through this difficult winter period at least so a typical shift would be that we'd be one maybe two members of staff down so you're already increasing your patient numbers I work in an emergency care area where I should have six patients I'm having eight sometimes ten patients and they are some of the sickest patients in the in the hospital so there's a lot more pressure on getting things right you find you're spending less time talking to the patients and getting to know the patients and their family because you're task focused when when I started my training we were told to be holistic and look at the bigger picture but you can't nowadays you have to focus on the task and get them done so patients aren't actually getting that support they need psychologically as well. In terms of conversations with your colleagues, as you sort of alluded to earlier, going forward, if you can't get a pay deal in the next six months, in the next year, will you be forced, will they be forced into finding a a job elsewhere? Yeah, so I've kind of already started looking at my exit plan because I love the NHS. I'm proud to work for the NHS, but I, for my own well-being, believe that I can't stay in the NHS if we stay with this current pay structure that we're in so yeah and I've had already had nine colleagues leave their role and gone to different roles they're trying different areas of the NHS at higher bands to see if that's any better but they're also looking at going to Australia some of them are looking at leaving nursing totally as well. And there are some people that argue, Natalie, that, you know, most people would say that they could do with more money. But if everyone went on strike, society wouldn't function, really. What would your response be to that criticism of strike action like this? For nursing, it's not just about pay. This is about your safety, my safety as potential NHS patients. It's about there being nurses being there because we're not valued currently by the government that nurses are leaving. So that's why it's it's bigger than pay. It's bigger than pay. It's about safe care. It's about you being valued as a patient and to have an NHS available to you. So I would say it's not great going out and strike, but it, we've been left with no choice. And with this strike action today and tomorrow, there are government plans to change the law around strike action and introduce minimum service levels. What do you make of that sort of move, really, from the government? So when the RCN go out on strike, we all currently already make sure there's minimum surface level. What the government are basically saying is there should be a safe staffing levels with their plans. So hopefully that means the government will bring in a safe staffing legislation for every day so that we can have safe care every day. In terms of a resolution, in terms of the strikes coming to an end, what would a good resolution look like to you in terms of pay or perhaps other measures that the government could introduce? So it has to be what I call a substantial offer. So I personally, I couldn't put a figure on it. It's something that shows respect. It would be a percentage that was for every band. It would also be looking at the terms and conditions in the NHS and the where nursing sits for the government because the government seems to have these meetings, but they never ask nursing to the table. And because we are the largest workforce in the NHS and we're the largest workforce that keeps patients safe, it would be nice that they invited us to more discussions about the future of the NHS as well. So I would like to see some of that included. 
Let's take a break now. In part two, our health reporter Daniel Keane explains why he thinks there will be ramifications for the government if they don't settle this dispute. This is a country where there's great kind of veneration and respect for health workers. And so it was dangerous and risky for the government to presume that voters would turn against them. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Joining me now is our health reporter, Daniel Keane. So first of all, Daniel, back in October, when the nurses first voted for strike action, you said to me on this podcast that you felt like the government would want to settle this dispute with nurses pretty early, not let it drag on into the winter. But here we are. Are you surprised that it is still going on? I am surprised, yes, particularly because other health unions are involved now in this dispute. And we are seeing basically the worst metrics for performance ever in the NHS. So I, I am surprised that, that the government isn't negotiating. However, what appears to be happening now is a schism developing in cabinet between the health secretary, Steve Barclay, who reportedly wants to settle this, and the prime minister and the chancellor, who are sticking to their guns on inflation and saying that we absolutely can't offer public sector pay rises as it would stoke inflation. So I'm not surprised that there is a split in cabinet over this, but certainly I did think that there would be some resolution by this point. And it does seem like there's quite a bit of resistance from the government. Can you explain how exactly the government is resisting these calls from the RCN? Well, I think that the government's initial position was that the RCN's demand of 5% above inflation was simply unaffordable. Now, I don't think that anybody in the RCN ever expected to get a 19% pay rise. But that's why, after about two months, Pat Cullen, the general secretary, came out and said, we are happy to meet in the middle. Clearly, there is room for a pay rise of perhaps between kind of 8 and 11%. But the government are resisting this on the basis that they feel if they give in to the unions on one dispute, then other unions representing sort of other public sector workers will want to pay rise of a similar size. And the government's position, I suppose, is to let this drag out and ensure that the disruption is minimal enough not to really impact huge amounts of people's lives. But unfortunately, the longer this goes on and the more unions, NHS unions become involved in this, it will really impact tens of thousands of of patients. 
So I think that sadly, there is no end in sight. It looked as if we were getting somewhere last week when the unions sat down with Steve Barclay. But clearly, any prospect of a pay rise kind of coming close to inflation has been jettisoned by number 10. You also said to me back in October when we spoke that no action from the government to settle this dispute would eventually come back to haunt them. Is that still your prediction? Yes, I think it is. The state of the NHS is top of the pile in terms of voters' concerns. We're already seeing the Labour Party making huge noises about NHS reform, and it's clearly something that is, the dysfunction is touching a huge amount of people, whether it's being on a waiting list, whether it's their relative who couldn't get an ambulance. Um, This really is having an impact on people. And this is a country where there's great kind of veneration and respect for health workers. And so it was it was dangerous and risky for the government to presume that voters would turn against them. An Ipsos poll this morning found nearly six in ten people backed nurses and thought the government was at fault for this dispute. So I don't see any sign in that changing. And ultimately, if the government doesn't sort the NHS out in the next 18 months, then I think they will pay the price in the next election. Looking ahead, your prediction is that the government's going to try to sort of wait it out. Do you think there's anything that could lead to a breakthrough at all? So I think that the real crunch point could come when the British Medical Association announced strike action. They have already said that if their members who are currently being balloted vote in favour of strikes, that there'll be a 72-hour walkout in March and the A&Es won't be derogated, so they won't be staffed by junior doctors on strike days. If you have the prospect of ambulance workers, nurses and junior doctors, including in A&E, going on strike, I really don't see how hospitals will will cope. So I think it gets to a point where the government just won't be able to explain to voters, you know, it's unconscionable that the health service would just entirely fail to work. So I think that will be the point where, you know, the dispute has to be resolved. But I, I, I would just stress there's a lot of time between then and now, so things could really change. There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.